Last night I was coming home from the Reds game, and we're on the highway, and we looked over, and we saw the worst thing you can see during a traffic jam, which is one of those military trucks where, like, you know, like the, the fr- you sit out over the front wheels, mm. and then it's carrying something, this big tank that says flammable, Horrible. and then behind that appeared Horrible to be a cage. Open. Oh, <laughs> <moments>. <laughs> it's all camouflage and the moment it drove up next to us our cell phone signal like cut out and blew oh no <laughs> and, <he> said, <laughs> and we're just like what the fuck is in there <laughs> horrifying uh, anyways i'm ian benson as always joining me matt Ciani. hi travis marman hello and ziggy stardust himself steven dutton hey <laughs> And we're here to talk about J.J. Abrams again. Actually, not again. This is the first time we're talking about J.J. Abrams. But won't yeah, be the last. You, you By picking Felicity, you did fuck up my plan to pick Lost this week. But I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. We can, you can still do it. I cannot. We did, we, we I cannot. We did, I did you Alan Balls in a row, right? We did that with That's Alan true. Ball. That's true. But I have a absolutely uh, fucking bullseye punishment pick for you guys. Yeah, I thought you were doing your most twisted pick this week anyway. Lost so. is a twisted pick. Lost is a uh, twisted pick. It's <laughs> long as fuck. Pick. It was I was going to make you guys watch like four hours of television, uh, but I came up with something better. So we'll get there. Okay, we'll find that out later. Uh, no, instead, yeah, it was my pick this week to for a show to cover the first and last episode, and I picked Felicity. Probably uh, the most glorious, incredible <laughs> choice so far. This show... <laughs> it's never like the, our format has never been better served by a show. Yes. Than I, I, I disagree. I disagree. This broke our format. It, <laughs> literally, it, it, it we're going to be able to talk like, about the whole show. Everything I know, <laughs> but the point of our podcast is not to do that. Well, like, that's that's cool. <laughs> hey, you know what's cool? There's one thing we're clearly not going to be able to talk about, which is at what point magic became canon into this yeah. series. <laughs> Who knows when that part And it kind of seems like it was like the second to last episode. It kind of seems like it was right uh, before the last episode. Well, we'll cover that yeah. later. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. It, so I picked Felicity because uh, I like Carrie Russell. I was going to say I like J.J. Abrams, but that's not necessarily true. <laughs> but I like some J.J. Abrams stuff. And this is, I mean, there's a direct line from this to Star Wars and the Batman. Because the other person involved on this show is Matt Reeves. Which one's Matt so, Reeves? Uh, he's the guy he's who directed... He's doing the upcoming Batman. Oh, and okay, he directed right. Cloverfield and one of the... Maybe two of the Planet of the Apes reboot movies. Oh! oh he's the new Planet of the Apes guy. Why? Okay. But he didn't do the Can first one of those. He Can did the second and third one. Those, ones are, those Keep... movies are actually... Matt, those movies are actually kind of good. I've heard, I've heard that, the, that those are like a good, good time. We just need to stop. That's... Matt, we've done we've done all the plots. Yeah. We did them all. We just have to do them again. Just stop making. There's plenty of movies. There's tons of movies. We don't need to keep doing it. Ian, why'd you pick Felicity? Carrie Russell, J.J. Uh, Abrams, Matt Reeves. Yeah. So Matt, I picked uh, Felicity because. It fascinates me that the guy who made this would go on to make Star Trek and Star Wars movies and be one of the most in-demand Hollywood talents for big budget sci-fi things and being like a Spielberg protege. And he started with a romantic triangle college drama about a crazy girl. 
There this were... was so not what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> no. Like, the name were... has such a whimsy to it. After I watched the pilot, and it wasn't what I thought it was going to be, I watched the finale, and it wasn't what I thought it was going to be again. <laughs> right. It that flipped was like... again. <laughs> was the finale what you thought it was going to be when you watched the pilot? It's hard to say because no- nothing new happened in the finale. <laughs> <laughs> it was- <laughs> Everything that happened in the finale, aside from the wedding, was a dream. Maybe. Fuck or that. Maybe. Uh, the finale uh, like, also made me think sure. of like an alternate version of this podcast where we only watch clip shows. <laughs> we, we just find the clip show episode of every show. Every show that had a clip show, yeah. yeah. It would pretty much limit us to network. Um so, Felicity was an American drama uh, created by J.J. Abrams and Matt Reeves, produced by Touchstone Television and Imman Television for the WB, and it's about the college experiences of the title character, Felicity Porter, as she attends the University of New York, which lies across the country from her home in, of uh, Palo Alto. Uh, it's uh, the University of New York? I miss that. Yeah. Yeah, NYU, NYU would not let them use their name officially okay. like what the fuck what are these awful vibes you want to do what <laughs> that you want to do what to our beloved our beloved school yeah the vibes are never fucked at nyu <laughs> does nyu have a a medical program probably yes. probably yeah it's one yeah, of it's the very the much biggest. so <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> oh sorry i I just kind of think of it as a drama school which is You're sick of tish. Yeah. yeah yeah tish tish is kind of its own like you, I almost wouldn't even call that NYU. I would just say like, Tish. Yeah, yeah, sure enough. Yeah. Uh, so the show ran for uh, four seasons and eighty-four episodes. Each season roughly corresponds to uh, freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior years for Felicity. Uh, you know, executive producers also include Ron Howard, and you know who did the music? WG Snuffy Fucking Walden, baby. That he did. Wow. Oh, my the God. Game returned. Well, <laughs> only podcast. Our, uh... The only podcast you could listen to where people get excited when WG Snuffy Walden appears. <laughs> uh, um, if, if I was in a love triangle for four straight years without any sort of real resolution, I would just kill myself, I think. Yeah, Steven, you I feel like you, That's... Steven, I, I feel like you have been. <laughs> Yeah, you have. have. I? <laughs> I feel like it. Ah, sure. I could name has the people. Sing- has he been in a single one the whole time? But other things happened, too. <laughs> Yours was longer. <laughs> the fact that you're just you're like, well, other things happened. I bet other things happened in Felicity. No. no according to, no, according to the finale, we, we no. Saw, yeah. <laughs> we know everything. This show, as far as I could tell, was might as well have just been freshman year for four years with the amount of just stupid drama that these people appear to be going through. It That's did capture the freshman is. in college experience quite well. Like the conversation on the rooftop in the pilot just felt so much like every dumbass conversation that I had in that period of my life. Yeah. Everything... This is a show where I do believe that these characters are teens because everything about them is the most dramatic it could possibly be, even though it's pretty minor and very stupid. Yeah, yeah. everything is so everything is so important. Yeah. So my my two quick hits on this are one: I think the most unrealistic part of this show, like it's very, yeah, the conversations are very realistic, but it would be more realistic if she also never spoke to any of these people again by her second semester. 
Yeah, yeah. It was like <laughs> or this. at least the second year. Like these are all her orientation just, friends. She's being dramatic about. It. She's like, wow. They tell you, and you go to college, you'll find your friends for life. And then it's like you just had lunch with this person. Now, and then counterpoint: if I met yet. Scott Foley, I would probably be like, I should hang around this guy for a while. The extremely horny RA, I would avoid like the plague. I feel. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, there's all, also we're all different. My, people. my second, my second take that this reminded me of, and Ian, you you could back me up on this or disagree. Uh, this is what living with a lesbian felt like. Uh, <laughs> where just constantly women just crying outside of our door uh, was like a, a regular feature of, of Travis, sophomore year. I will back you up so highly. I was talking about this effectively last night because as I, as I was coming home from a thing with friends, uh, we were, we were, uh, we'd like just left the outside of the Reds game and it smelled like a skunk, which was very disorienting. And we're just like, oh God, we're all about to get just, there's a skunk out here that's just about to mass spray the Reds fans. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this fucking pirate skunk. Uh, but I was that's talking Mark about. That's Mark Schott's ghost actually, or reincarnated as <laughs> the skunk. She's mad because there's black play, uh, players on the team. <laughs> but no, so we're, we're leaving and I'm talking about how I remembered this time at college where I went out on a walk and I'm just chatting with a friend as we're coming back from something and walking home is like navigating, like we bump into a skunk. There's like all of this, like, you know, it, it's this sort of maze and I get back just in time to have somebody crying in front of my front door that I don't know. And I'm just like, ah, uh, did we leave the me? back door unlocked? <laughs> <laughs> and just like going and finding that it's not. And I'm just like, I don't know what to do. Uh, uh, I don't want to interact with this. And it's almost like, and so, I can't even be like, Travis, open the window up. Did you go home? After that, and then watch Felicity. No, uh, I've never watched Felicity. And uh, spoiler for my opinions: were this earlier in the pandemic, folks, I think I'd watch every episode of Felicity. Yeah, now I, I don't I have the time. Too. But <laughs> it's not that huge a commitment. God, I I disagree. <laughs> so, Stephen, you you're saying you didn't like it? Yes. Would you be willing <laughs> to say that there was no electricity, Emily? No chemistry. <laughs> Fran ran. Bruce turned out to be a man. Right, I'm gonna flow had to go. I couldn't go with the flow. Yeah, I'm gonna do my joke on on the Felicity name now too. Perfect. Great. Uh, and it is Porter by name. Poor Veriter by reputation. <laughs> I was gonna. Yeah, I was like, when is someone gonna make a Felicity Shadwell joke? It was really what I was thinking like the whole time. But I like the I like the direction you went with it instead of doing what I would have done, which is just at some point just call her Felicity Shackwell. So, also yeah. a classic thing to do. <laughs> Does anyone else think that Felicity looks like Gun Girl? She looks like Gun Girl. <laughs> She's just got curly Kent, hair. Kent State I, Kent State Gun Girl. She looks bit. exactly like Kent State. It does feel very offensive to refer to this person, Stephen. <laughs> Stephen, this is face blindness. This is. Hateful to any person with curly or frizzy hair. <laughs> no, it isn't. I, I actually most totally people with curly or frizzy hair comparison. do not look like her. I get why he's <laughs> making this comparison. However, I think uh, Carrie Russell, possibly in character as Elizabeth Jennings, should kill Stephen now. And she should <laughs> then also show up and kill me. This per- she looks. At, this is this is hateful to me and my notes that include such things as can she just take me out back and run me repeatedly over with a car? Um, mm. I love. Okay, uh, but Kara Ian, Russell. 
if Kent State Gun Girl was the opposite of herself personality wise, you'd think the same thing. No, they don't look anything <laughs> alike to me. They look exactly Man. the same, so therefore you would think the same thing. The subplot where Felicity shit herself at a party uh, was. How did you do this to Carrie Russell? (laughs) How did you do this to her? I'm not doing anything. I made it. I I said, oh, that girl looks so much like Kent State Gun Girl. Like, that was it. Carrie Russell also looks better now, I feel like. She's always looked great. James has always been cool. (laughs) Should. That That was for Matt and all the listeners because every listener has watched all of Twin Peaks. I know that James has always been cool. Like, I haven't watched Twin Peaks, but I've hung out with enough of you Twin Peaks freaks that I feel like I've seen every single moment of the show multiple times. That's right. Represent the Peaks freaks. That's that's what they call us. <laughs> I mean, actually, that is great, though. I have a tattoo on my ankle of the evil symbol Judy, and I keep breaking my leg exactly where it is. I am getting superstitious. I'm getting really superstitious about it. Am I the only one whose previous experience with this show is entirely when Mad TV made fun of the haircut change? Oh, God. Absolutely. <laughs> that's I why I knew what this show is at all. What Watching a, Mad what, TV that's on Comedy Central casting. at like 3 in the afternoon. Some, I mean, I guess Felicity might have been popular, but it feels like a very narrow casting joke. Uh, it was, uh, to, it was a kind of write. a cult hit sort of show. Right. Uh, so I, It feels like a show that I be, should have known about more. I didn't. I don't think I knew that this existed. I didn't really either. And like, I heard the name, and the Felicity as a name sounds like somebody who is a witch. Uh, the debut had seven point one million people watch it. Uh, it would ultimately drop down to having four point four million, sort of consistently in the season, the first season, and then it drops uh, to two point two. And it has always been said that that was because uh, she cut off her iconic hair <laughs> in one of the episodes, and that it led to a series drop uh, or a ratings drop but actually there's more like they changed the time slot but it's more fun to say yeah Uh, it was on tv lands list of 25 biggest tv blunders it's great that like the wikipedia specifically like that subsection is time slot and hairstyle changes yeah is this just Mm -hmm. is this just is this just this that you read to yourself matt just tv lands list of 25 is that just like light rating for you (laughs) Can we can we talk about the uh, section above the hairstyle change section? Writer's age. I wonder because I feel like it does frame. Oh yeah, I wondered when we were going to bring up Riley. <laughs> Something Weston. about this show. Yeah. So, did anybody know about the Riley Weston I thing did. before? I was aware. You no. Did? Is she related? Is she related to Michael? Boo. Oh fuck that. Boo. <laughs> uh. Riley Weston was a 32-year-old writer for this show who just told everybody like Dan Ninen that she was fucking 19 and like she was like oh I just graduated from high school and everybody who was writing about her like doing these like glowing profiles would be like she's a wonderkind she's incredible she just graduated high school she said she's 19 and it's because she's 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 like 4'9 so she could and how old is she now now well, if she was 32 uh, sorry, in 1999. So. I, did, I did mean to ask how old she was She's, then. She'd be 54 now. <laughs> I yeah. just said the wrong uh, thing. She was 32. Yeah, she, yeah, okay. I just now, graduated see, the, from high school. <laughs> okay, so but here, here's the complicated thing about that. She got a multi-million dollar contract with Disney. <laughs> that fell through well, because is, she was 32. 
She just pulled a younger. All she did is she learned that it's impossible for a, for a woman above 30 to get a job in Hollywood and decided to lie because the industry is obsessed yeah. with, with youth. So uh, she should actually just sue um, uh, the TV show Younger. You don't have but to yeah. be 19 to write for a TV show. How is this no, an ageism thing? The way that she framed it, like, oh, I'm actually the victim here. I mean, it's mostly, it's just the... It's the there's no uh, it's the the Tootsie plot of there's no good parts for men in Hollywood. I need an elaborate ploy to get a job, uh, which I respect. I respect the con and the hustle. It is a it's fucking a TV writer ass thing to do. She yes, she's older than the actors on this show who are already playing characters younger than themselves, which is just <laughs> very funny to think. She's about. she's the she's the age. She was aging with the characters. She was exactly the same age as the characters every season. Yeah, I will say that was why that was why she was able to write from her experience. She could just see what was around her. Right, that's why Felicity's so good. Getting yeah. a getting a twenty three year old to play an eighteen year old is a step up from usual teen shows because usually the twenty three year old is playing the fourteen year old. Um, right. Except he's also 16 years old, and everyone's fine with him drinking. It doesn't matter. Who here's seen the Underworld movies? I have seen the Underworld movies. <laughs> I have seen the least surprising about any of us to have seen. <laughs> okay, I assume. But I was just like, did you, did you immediately be like, oh there my are god, vampires that's Michael in that, Corvin. Right? The Lycan vampire hybrid. <laughs> yep. Because that's who the... Well, that answers that question. Like, where the fuck is this like, person from? Jesus Christ. Oh, was, yeah. That was the exact the, for me where I was just like, that guy looks really familiar. Where yeah. Is I that Ben? That yes. Yep. Yeah. He yes. could play a Lycan vampire thing. Yeah. He looks like it already. Like, he doesn't have to do yeah. anything. Yeah. He has a very he has a very gothic horror chin. Oh, yeah. Draw, yeah like, yeah. he has the jawline to be like, yeah, that guy would, like you're saying, like a Lycan vampire. Like, oh, it's just like a... Victorian handsome man who by night is a monster. Of some yeah, kind. he definitely has the face of somebody that I believe has never seen a cell phone. Yes. So we're going to have a pretty loose episode because unfortunately the Felicity dot uh, fandom dot com wiki slash pilot is not particularly robust. Which is a bummer because we wasted all the tightness of the of, of what we've done so far. <laughs> I th- uh, can you track, I feel like it's at least correlated, like how robust the Wikipedia page is uh, and how much I enjoy watching the show. <laughs> like it's inverse, obviously. I don't know. Degrassi had a pretty robust. Uh, oh, Supernatural yeah. had a really good fandom uh, map. You're right. Yeah. No, okay. So we, ha- we have some pretty significant outlier cases. It's a bell curve. It's a bell curve, I think. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I will say. The pilot synopsis, I'm just going to read them both, because we're just going to talk about both episodes, because, I mean, the last there, episode there's we're talking talk about, about now, <laughs> we're talking about it now by talking about there's the There's so much episode. to talk about the last episode. Um, it, just, it just says, a high school uh, graduate makes a uh, monumental decision that puts her life on a much different track than either she or her parents envisioned. And then the finale synopsis, Felicity wants to reverse the negative effects caused by her time traveling, so she visits her only hope, the author of the spell book she and Megan used. Man, the previously when that previously on hit, like I it was like one in the morning and I'm like just screaming at the TV. Yeah. I was so confused. I was like, I was like, is this a, is this a supernatural show? And the answer seems to be not really. Not really. Like, 
<laughs> that's why it's so good. Yeah, I don't. I can like count on one hand the number of times in my life that I've said what really loudly, but I did it for this. <laughs> <laughs> when that previously this was, on, this was which is like I told like because it's like previously on. I told him I was from the future and you didn't believe me. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's <just> like, <laughs> so I was aware that the final few episodes of Felicity hard pivot into magic is real. <laughs> Geodude is real and strong. He is my friend. Um, now, uh, this is another fun fact. Uh, do you know what show uh, was created because of a, uh, a not necessarily rejected, but ultimately like unused Felicity plotline? Charmed. No. Uh. Alias. Oh, when J.J. Jay Jay Abrams God. decided, you know, what if we had a twist where actually she's a secret agent? And then someone was like, J.J., that's stupid. And he's like, cool, I'm going to go sell this other TV show then. Which even is even funnier knowing Carrie Russell's other most famous TV role. So for our, for our viewers... What is that? Is that what you're asking? She's the star yeah. of The Americans, where she is a KGB spy. Huh. Our viewers are happy to know that. <laughs> Yes. A show we will discuss. Uh, like I want to talk about the Americans because of Carrie Russell, but I can't. I don't want to do too much because it's a show that is on our short list. Also, yeah. Stephen, we talked about the Americans last week when we recorded this episode. Uh, you know what happens. You know what happens to my That's hippocampus true. after every single. <laughs> week sunday at it's it's sunday at 2 a.m there's a scheduled scrub you need to log out or else your work will be lost it's, it's so cool that your brain is majora's mask uh so uh carrie russell at this point you know she was in the mickey mouse club uh she was in honey i blew oh. up the kids and she had appeared oh. in boy meets world you know, she'd been around. She was a working actress. Uh, and then she gets the role of Felicity. Uh, and uh, everyone loves her. She's America's sweetheart. She wins a Golden Globe. The world is her oyster. And then actually, uh, it's funny. It feels like not much happens to her for a little bit. But it's like, it's actually only like a few down years because she does Mission Impossible 3 and then uh, gets some other film roles from that. Uh, thanks to JJ, and then winds up, you know, doing the Americans, and now is just set and is living a wonderful yeah. life with Matthew Reese, one of the celebrity couples I'm most obsessed with. Yeah, which we'll, we'll talk about a lot more during the Americans episode. I do feel mm. like the decade between Felicity and the Americans, she probably made it most for money on uh, like hair care uh, sponsorships. That like, which, would like, be where her. I know her from. Then, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Shampoo I think ads, that's where I know her from too. Ads. There is literally Carrie Russell having amazing hair is literally a plot point on the last season of the Americans too, which is ironic (laughs) because the other role that I've seen her in, they just cover up all of her face except her eyes. Like literally you only see her eyes. I did really love, this is why I think I also took extreme offense to you comparing her to gun girl because of the fact that I know that when she was, um, uh, what is that? Zori, Zori Bliss. Something very silly. Yeah, yeah Zori, Zori Bliss, Bliss, a.k.a. And, a.k.a. A, a sci-fi porn actress. Yeah, yeah. In Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, we hadn't seen uh, any bit of her. It, she's just dressed like Daft Punk, and like Steven leans over and is just like, how is she so hot? 
She's clearly Jesus. extremely hot. That person under the... It is so clear that the person under that costume is hot. There's just... I, there's no way around <laughs> and it. Then she, he, then she flips the visor up a little bit, and you saw the smoky eye, and then you were just like, oh... It's funny that the new Star Wars movies did that with her and then and also made Lupita Nyong'o a little like gremlin thing. Yeah, <laughs> not what I would do, but I'm different. Uh. Felicity, plotline, high school graduation. She says, as you know, dad, I can't follow in your footsteps. So she goes, I'm not going to Stanford, dad. Yeah. Okay. Making a guy sign so- your yearbook. It, it really seemed like they wanted her to go to Stanford to be a very specific career, but they never said, I mean, I assume she's it a was a doctor. Yeah. She's yeah, she said, med- she's they said medical school. And okay, then there's also right. later the like, do you have any interest uh, outside of being a doctor uh, when she's at uh, University of New York? And she's like, I like to draw. Apparently she's very good at it. A Tinder girl got mad at me for asking if she had interests one time. I don't know if I've talked about that on the podcast. <laughs> Well, how did you what? ask that? Did you ask uh, it like, like you were asking about the honey mustard that one time we went to Denny's? We're like, do you, do you <laughs> have any interests? Did you ask about it just like the way you just said it now? And you were like, do you have any interests? No, I just asked. I was just like, oh, what are your hobbies? And she was like, that's not fair. You can't ask me what my hobbies are. I'm insecure about the fact that I don't have any hobbies. That's don't ask people <laughs> that. Wow. Incredible. And you were like, if you have no hobbies, goodbye. You're right to be insecure. Right, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> do you stare at a wall all day? Like, <laughs> what? Yeah, wait. What do they do? Look, you work. They don't consider. They don't consider watching reality TV shows a hobby, which I totally support. Not considering that a hobby, but that uh, is it's a depressing hobby. A but it's a hobby. I would say the same. I don't know. It doesn't matter. The point is somebody got mad at me for asking if they had hobbies or not if they had hobbies, but what their hobbies were assuming that they did because they are a person. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And that's That's, what what they couldn't stand. That's grim. Okay. Uh, It's pretty grim. We're at a high school graduation. Felicity is in love from afar, has a crush on this guy, Ben, and has him sign her yearbook, even though they've never interacted before. Which Scott Speedman looking extremely like a handsome 90s guy in this. Yeah. He's like He's, not even that good what? looking, TBH. That was my, is that a part stage of my take name? on this. Scott no, Speedman. His name, his name is Robert Scott Speedman. <laughs> that's the part that's, that's a stage. So name. Scott Speedman sounds like. Going by the middle name? Yes. Bob Scott Speedman, Speedman sounds like. A great a, name. A, Robert Scott Speedman somehow makes it sound like an, uh, an author from like the 1800s. Yeah. 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 Scott Speedman is the flash. Robert Scott Speedman is an author who died under mysterious circumstances <laughs> exactly. when his boat went down in some Island. Bob Speedman sells you cars. Bob speed, Bob Speedman, Bob Speedman works. Bob Speedman's Chevrolet. Uh, yes. is the best deal in town. Right. <laughs> All right. Speaking of, I'm just going to do this. There's a reason they call me Speedman. (laughs) Speaking of car salesman, her dad looks exactly like how Buddy Garrity probably looked when he was young. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's like I saw it immediately. It's so fucking weird. Don't they don't they have a flashback where they show Buddy Garrity like in high school for me? Yes. There's like a a photo of him. So much about Friday Night Lights. The custom on high school to some extent. We're just, like, we're just like, I don't know. It's got some teens. It's got some people that are older than teens being teens. We got to talk about it. 
okay. So, so Scott Speed, you Black Emperor, uh, signs your book <laughs> and takes a really long time uh, because he's writing an insanely detailed message about how he also is admired from afar, which is pretty wild. These uh, two, it, my so here's why I knew that I would immediately like while I was watching, I was like, I'm gonna watch, or I would have watched every episode of this had it been like January and I was at home all day and inside all day. Yeah. Where it was just that moment where I was like, these two characters either absolutely desperately need to, like, put their mouths on each other's genitals or never talk to each other again. And I know it's definitely the first one. Yeah, like, why did this shouldn't affect your college decision. These people just needed to bang it out this summer. No, man, it's uh, it's it's (laughs) she Felicity's crazy. And I love that for her. (laughs) Really? You know? I mean, yeah, that's how you put it. My, my, my note on this is, damn, this chick is stupid. (laughs) I can't believe it. She's so insane. (laughs) (laughs) If I approached a high school crush and they wrote something like this in my yearbook, I too would never have gotten over it, but I would have been like, man, I was stupid. Not the, it's time to, it's time to move across the country. And travel through time. <laughs> and Eventually. travel through time. Yeah, so she makes the decision to go to the University of New York uh, against her parents' wishes. and Listen, you know, she makes a decision. She makes a decision for herself, I guess. Right, that's the, the whole the, the point of this pilot. Uh, they could have just made, the, made it this. I don't think there needed to be more show. What I like about this... Yeah, I mean, so much fucking happens in this episode. Um, what I really like about this is that this show, this episode felt like it was season three of a different TV shows. Like, yeah. Like, oh, she's finally yeah. going to talk to that guy. And it's just like, you know, she's having these arguments with her parents. And it's just like, nah, we're just, we're just here. The, yeah, I, the note that I had on that that's, was like, that's it a, felt like that's the like a next compliment Degrassi almost. show where you're supposed yes. to already know the characters. Uh, Steven, you said that sounds like a compliment. It was. I liked Felicity. Yeah, Felicity's good. <laughs> mm. There is like a crazy amount that happens in this pilot because it covers like the first quarter of the year. Uh, another crazy and thing that happens in this pilot. In the arms of. I was just about to say that. It, there's enough oh, emotional God. content in the pilot to drop the Sarah McLaughlin song. <laughs> I did that have I, the same I association. I adopted. No, I don't think it. I adopted a. I adopted a cat. <laughs> you, you oh, sorry. Heard that and you were just like, I gotta go. Yeah, I did. I like. I watched the Felicity pilot, and then I went out and I adopted a cat. So it had one uh, eye. Anyway. Yeah, just. Uh, so we skipped the whole summer, and she now has arrived in New York and is at orientation and getting her ID taken, and sees Ben, who already has a girlfriend because she missed you know the three month window where she could have just banged it out with this guy. Right. That, that's and a plot like, hole. Getting, like, she's getting her photo taken uh, for the, the, the ID, and she's like, does my hair yeah, look... Yeah, and Matt, Matt knows better than... Sorry, Matt knows better than everybody uh, that there's a significant window in which to kiss a person uh, who, you, who went to your high school and you thought was cute, uh, where they are not in college, and you are also not in college. Uh, especially if they go to New York. <laughs> Listen, did this capture a lot of my own uh, experience, like going to NYU as a visitor? It honestly really brought me back. It was very weird. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> like just shooting stuff in Washington Square Park even was just like, oh, yeah, that's that's yep. You just had the stupidest conversations of your life in Washington <laughs> Square Park. That's just what you did. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> what was it like when it snowed? <laughs> Slushy. Gray. <laughs> Disgusting, some would say. The famous, the famous beautiful city of, of yeah. New York. I, I do love like when you get that nice trash ice in addition to the snow <laughs> yeah. mixed in. Where there's just fast food wrappers just yeah. and condoms just like in with the snow. Yeah. I've also just been watching a lot of 70s movies recently, so like my view of New York is like extra grimy right now. Yeah, yeah. New York in the 70s in film is like I, I would love to be able to visit there now. I wouldn't. It's, yeah, it's, it's terrible. Seems, no, it seems awesome in you a very specific way. You want to set up a porno theater way. in Times Square? Yeah. Like, everybody's what? car is just backfiring all the time. <laughs> For some reason, the train is above ground, and it's the loudest, harshest thing you've ever heard in your life. Literally everyone <laughs> is part of a protection racket. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder if the mob was ever involved in this show. Probably not. Probably not. I mean, it, it, they were. It, they, anything it's is NYU, possible now. Like, so yes, but I don't think it was explicit. She she visits Columbia one for one day. It crosses paths with Meadow Soprano. Um, so yeah, she's getting her picture taken, and yeah, Ben is there with a girlfriend. He's already forgotten her name, but because he is a nice himbo man, he is like, "Oh yeah, I know her from high school. Like, I'll see you around. That's cool that you're here." And she's like, "Yeah," and she goes to her English class. Uh, while she's doing, while, uh, while all of this is happening periodically throughout the episode, we're getting her voiceover as she is recording a cassette tape to send to... To, to Jiggy Garofalo, yes. Well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Man, this shit really explained a lot of the more sentimental elements on Lost. Like, all the shit that I was like, this is lame. Come on. Uh, straight from Felicity. In which, a co- it's a context in which it actually works. At some point, she reads Ben's essay that... His, his, well, his first, I wanted to talk first about their English class and their wonderful English professor, the most joke of an English professor-looking guy. That <laughs> yeah, the, the and the, also the, because this is where she befriends the Pink Ranger herself, Amy Johnson. Uh, pull her up into the rafters. I almost had a moment where I was like, "Wait, is she not going to be in the first episode?" Because <laughs> then she doesn't qualify, but she's there. Uh, she, she wasn't. I mean, maybe she was in the finale, but only as a clip. I'm not really sure. Yeah, she wasn't in the finale, uh, uh. but she, yeah, qu- quickly makes friends with Felicity. They have lunch together and then share each other's names. Like, they spent the whole time without saying, like, I'm this until after they were done eating and stuff. Just. Cute, you I just guess. gotta, yeah, you just gotta accept. Yeah, you just gotta accept in television shows that when someone says, like, they really gotta build up to that, like, oh, I'm such and such. Yeah, you've seen Superstore. Indeed, I have. Uh, oh. Yeah. Uh, she starts working in the college admissions office. Or, yeah, it's the admissions office. And reading, uh, you know, violating uh, confidentiality to do what I assume everyone does, which is read everybody's personal uh, info that they send in. Uh, 100%. Yeah. Yes. What's <laughs> the point otherwise? None of, us go, none, of us, none of us are above this. And learns about Ben's college admissions essay where he talks about uh, that he lived in the shadow of his older brother who died of brain cancer and like how that changed him uh, and his 
view of the world and himself and what have you. And she's like, wow, I'm so moved. What a sensitive boy. What a sensitive man. Uh, she also meets with like a, a Dean who has a scar on his forehead. Who's like, your parents <laughs> called and are like, you shouldn't be here, which why is, probably why is does happen a lot. Important? I don't know. It just, I couldn't not look at it. Okay. It's not his fault. I was just like, what's going on with this guy's forehead? Oh, he's got a scar or something. I don't know. Travis, don't worry the, about sh- it. the shallowest it's man. It's not on the even. Planet. It's nothing wrong with it. It's just. Yeah, I don't know. It was a little Austin Powers of me. I'll admit, but uh, <laughs> that was whoa. that was the moment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he's like, yeah. Your parents called and are like, you are, uh, you know, not you. Scar. You shouldn't be here. This place, like, scar, <laughs> scar, <laughs> forehead scar, forehead scar, forehead scar. Uh, <laughs> he advises her that you know the city kind of chews up students sometimes, except for the more independently minded ones. But your parents said that you're a rule following little freak who doesn't think for herself at all. So uh, maybe you shouldn't be here. Uh, <laughs> Fucking just like yeah, you're just you're just a you have big no old thoughts loser. of your own. <laughs> yeah, man, You've never it had does a single independent. You're a factory made dweeb. It made me feel the actual spirit that I have felt of like, man, my parents don't want me to do this thing. And now that made this the right defiant call to make <laughs> like, <laughs> I like that. They made that a plot point in the show. Like it felt more real than most teen shows. It, yeah, it, it would be, we- it would be weird if I went into a guidance counselor and the guidance counselor was like, your parents don't want you to do this. Also, it seems like they don't really like you that right. much. <laughs> <laughs> And that's how like, that's how it feels. They like explicitly yeah. tell you how to feel. Like, hey, remember that time that your parents didn't want you to do something, but like you really wanted to smoke weed. Like you were right to do it. You were right to move to a different city for college. You were right to dye right. your hair black, right, or whatever. Uh, so then we get her in her room talking on the phone, and then her uh, extremely horny RA, Noel. He, uh, he, uh, he had just gotten off work from being a, uh, an animal trainer at SeaWorld. He shows up. It's a Scrubs joke. Ah. Oh, yep. Yep. That's where I knew him from. Is that where he... Oh, yeah, God. Which character is that? Does he date Elliot? Yeah. Yeah, he's the one who dates Elliot. He's the one who is dating Elliot, and then she realizes she, is, he, uh, she has feelings for JD. So she breaks up with him like as they're like moving in. And then JD is like, oh, wait, I don't actually love you. I just wanted you because I couldn't have you. And you're like, you're a monster, yeah. dude. Yeah. That happens more than once in that show. Yeah. He's a yeah. monster, man. Yeah. Uh, okay. God. I was like, where do I recognize wow. this guy? Because his like, known for on IMDb did not include he's that. Not, he's not the only Scrubs guy. Uh, though I wish we would have gotten more of the other Scrubs. That, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. When yeah. Donald Faison appeared, I was like, what? Fucking. Uh, uh, yeah. Who, just like. But he, but she was always had a soft spot for Tracy, and then you just see him, and you're like, "Oh, Turk," and then he doesn't say anything. <laughs> it's just like he was listed as like a <laughs> okay. special guest star, so I was like, "Cool, he's going to be on the show." Nope. Well, it's because uh, it was a clip <laughs> show, but that's we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. He wasn't, but he was also in the part that wasn't the clip show. Yes, he was, the the he was just did standing just, there. Did they just yeah. show him to music? Yeah, yeah, to yeah, to the wonderful stylings of again WG Snuffy Walden, the King. The king. Uh, yeah, she meets Noel, who's instantly very obviously attracted to her, which, you know, don't 
RAs don't fuck your freshmen and uh, freshmen don't fuck your RAs. I think yep. is a general good rule. Yep. Of college. Uh, shout out the shout out the creepy Danish guy that Ian and I went to school with who like preyed on uh, incoming students as an RA. I hadn't thought about that. Wonder, guy what, wonder what he's doing these days. I hope uh, he's in jail. Uh, I think he lives in Myanmar. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, I, I hope he's I, in jail there. <laughs> <laughs> he sucked. Uh, yeah, Noel's horny. What else is going on? That's kind of the end of my like plot-related notes that I have. So I'm trying to wow, think now what else happened. Oh, I've got they more. They go to the bar uh, to study, right. and Ben asks Ben asks Felicity, who he knows is into him, about whether what what he should do to whatever what is it, Julie. Yes, yeah. yeah, which reminds me, we forgot to talk about the, that they have a conversation where she's like, by the way, I followed you here because I thought I was in love with you, but I realized that's stupid. Anyway, now that I've given and you this insane confessional, I hope we can be friends. And he's like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's totally such a like, good himbo. <laughs> incredible stuff. <laughs> that sounds great. Like, <laughs> hey, listen, hey, you know, I'm down. I mean, if it's weird for you, I guess, but like, I, I can I just friends. feel like to pull this off, he needs to like look like John Hamm, and he's just what not is quite your there. fucking problem, Travis? <laughs> it's just <laughs> what is your just not quite man there. On the planet. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's okay. Man. No, nobody looked good in 1998. Uh, anyway, yeah, Scott so Speedman looks great. He does. Ben does that cool thing where you ask a girl who has a crush on you how to win over her best friend um, and and make her be like... Very realistic 18-year-old I, behavior. Yeah, I'm See, sure this happened to me. Uh, <laughs> I could tell you the names of the people it happened to Stephen with. The thing is, it's with Stephen, it's like the time when um, Robert uh, Redford was screen testing for The Graduate. And Mike Nichols was just like, what have you done when a woman's not been interested in you? And Robert Redford was like, what? <laughs> what when what happened i don't understand oh, dude. canon human being dan bracken once told me that, that he's gone he's he's been rejected he's 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 gotten the girl he wanted all but three times in his life jesus well what's the and sample like, size yeah yeah like I was, oh god like four. No, dude like fucking yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be a really funny way to say that fucking the sample size is three like he struck out (laughs) speaking of striking out uh then uh sometime later felicity runs up to i don't know why she decides to do this but runs up to ben's apartment to tell him that why she does this yeah just absolutely insane stalker fucking girl i would love her to stalk and and more, oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah. <laughs> this is enough of this. Um, no, I have to. And sh- I have to commit to this. Brand. There can't. There can't be any hot people in the next show we watch, or Ian will not survive. <laughs> uh, I so can't wait to find a- out Matt's sicko pick, then, <laughs> especially. So she, so she, like, basically goes there and blames him for being chill like just like yeah. being a dude like i mean the one thing he did the one thing he did which was ask her what he should do win over her friend which was not chill she doesn't even she's not even mad about that yeah. she's mad that he made her fall in love with him by like smiling wow, yeah. and looking at her once and she's just standing and, there and, and she's just shouting in the doorway but i but i love you <laughs> he did also, this also, is yeah, I, th- I have felt this 
but I have not expressed it to the person. This is why it's, it's such like, a good teen show. But the, I bet there's like there's like serious like I don't know like I don't I just th- it is a good teen show. She looks worse in this position than he does. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Like, yeah, and yeah. I think, but I think 100%. I don't think that the show is saying that she doesn't. Yeah, it's just weird because from her perspective, enough. so it's like where whereas to us it's like oh this chick is crazy, and here it's like somewhat sympathetic, but yeah, she's definitely wrong. Like the best. You it's know, also less. The, the most sympathetic take is like that is a pretty extreme yearbook message to write for someone that you're just like not good. Like again, they should have just banged it out that summer. I'm just exactly, gonna keep saying yeah. it. The, I was gonna say. Well, you we know what? Stress you know what? Okay. Did he have an internship Can- somewhere? He just wasn't around. Like canonically, they didn't hang out that summer. So maybe he wrote that in her yearbook. Thought, okay. I've made it clear that I think she's cute, like real clear. Maybe she'll hit me up. Oh, it's been three months. She didn't hit me up. All right, I'm <laughs> out of life. Never gonna uh, see her. Of, yeah. Actually, what happened is he was. She was like, "Oh, where are you going to school?" And he's like, "New York." And she's like, "What about you?" You know. And then he's like, "Oh, yeah." Or she's like, "Oh, that's unclear." And then like a minute later, he's like, "Why did I? Why didn't I just not say like, oh, but you know, I'm around until August." <laughs> right. And then like turns around and like, why didn't I say that? Why didn't I say that? Why didn't I just say that? Yeah, exactly. What was I thinking? Well, no, because teens teens will have this thing where they'll be like, what's the point? He'll be gone anyway. I shouldn't get involved. I'll just have my heart broken. It's not worth it. You know, like that's the sort of thing that like that might be what happened. I just can't imagine being either one of them, either of them, having that easy of an in with the other person and And not 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 doing it. They're both hot people. Yeah. Yeah. You know what should have happened? Ben should have gone up to her and said, I'm going to regret this for the rest of my life if I don't ask. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> and then just, just a big old kiss. Crowd goes wild. Show over. One episode. Got it in one. She- <laughs> <laughs> one episode, six minutes. <laughs> this is a student's short. <laughs> <laughs> um, a 19 year old uh, student who just graduated from high school who may or may not be 32 <laughs> uh, anyways the pink ranger then leaves Ben's apartment because she's like boy a lot is happening here uh, well and Zordon has just summoned her so she's got to get out of there yeah. but in a way that's less obvious than turning into what's a pink energy is, beam and, what's and fun teleporting is knowing out. that magic happens in the background it's not out of question that she is just the pink power ranger <laughs> So yeah, yeah, I got into some weird stuff in high school, and I just I needed a break out here on the East Coast. I'm also from California as well, you know. Do you know Angel Grove? <laughs> <laughs> oh, your parents want you to be doctors. I mean, they're not my parents, but my like a father figure wanted me to you know like help save the universe by being a teenager with attitude. But you know now I'm no longer really a teenager. Uh, you know, I only got a few years left. You know, I had to go elsewhere. Yeah, a guy I know from high school went to college, goes to college here too. His name's Farkas Bulkmeyer. He's in <laughs> my econ class. It's awkward. <laughs> so she, where, 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 let's see. So she's uh, like, I'm, so she's, you know, her parents uh, come meet with her and are like, we uh, actually, like, you know, we ever reacted before. But, you know, you've only missed Stanford's first quarter. But, like, since it sounds like you're miserable here, like, you can come back. We've already got it set up. You're miserable? Dad, Great. Yeah. And her dad overplays his hand. And he's like, yeah, I made a few phone calls. I had a few lunches. You know, basically, like, what? You think you got into Stanford by yourself? You dumbass. Is this on your merit? Don't you know how these kind of school, schools work? Uh, and so then she 
changes her mind too. Uh, well, and also because the dean well, was like, he, he, he hands her. He hands her a, a set of car keys because they got her a car if she goes to Stanford. Yeah. And there's a big zoom in on her finger over the panic button. I, that was uh, funny. Yeah. That she was hits so it. on the nose. It was she, amazing. She so even hit on it. the fucking nose. J.J. So Abrams is a master, dude. <laughs> if only we had gotten lens flare in that moment as well. <laughs> it's called visual storytelling. No subtlety here anyway. I, as there shouldn't be. <laughs> It's show, don't tell. It showed her hitting the panic button. She didn't say I'm panicking. <laughs> like a fucking Ben Garrison cartoon. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, so the most literal, it's the most literal interpretation of show, don't tell, which is admittedly how I think if you explained it to J.J. Abrams, he would be like, yeah, okay. I can't say she's panicking. I'm just going to have her press a big button that says panic. <laughs> It's just a big maybe, ch- it's just a big chalkboard in the background with the word panic on it. Yeah. <laughs> so what else, what else happens this episode? They talk about it snowing. Yeah. I can't wait They're to see New York. I love this part. So he says he can't wait to see New York when it snows. And then she and like, I'm making an independent action for myself against my parents. Why? I'm going to quote what this boy said yeah. like three yeah, hours has, ago. Yeah, she has so e- extreme the dude vibes and just repeats what someone else says. Later, and they're like, "What is snow? We are from California." Uh, they try to give her like some kind of ultimatum, and uh, she bravely resists. She uh, goes to her RA for advice, and he's like, "Listen, you got to stay. You got to tough it out." Here, the four pieces, four words of advice. This is what you must remember: stay in New York or perish. Okay, I guess that was six words. And then she's like, "Do you have feelings right. for me?" And he's like, "Yes, but do not let that dissuade you from all of the good advice I gave you just now." Dude's a freak. Somebody, Fuck yeah, this guy. somebody please hose this man down. Fucking world's youngest guy named Noel ever. <laughs> Get him out of here. What? What? That seems like a very young name. <laughs> yeah. Noel? Wait. Yeah. Oh, I just think of, I, my dad has a friend named Noel. I know And Noel. every other Noel I've heard of is from like the 60s. I, when I, it's when like I Noel Redding. Noel, I think of like a, a like 21-year-old British techno producer. <laughs> That's fair. I think Noel Fielding. Noel the the Noel that I know lo- is the is an American who looks the. Yep, got it in one. I what know a, Noel what? Gallagher. <laughs> noted American. Noted American. Noted American that timing, Noel Gallagher. That, that was not the time. That's not the how the timing of what I said it was meant to work. Oh, but okay. that is there the timing of how a, it came there out. May have been a delay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, anyway, the Noel that I know is American and somehow is the American I know that looks the most like a 21-year-old British DJ. <laughs> so, like, yeah. there that's, it is. That's the Noel archetype. He has no lips and yep. bleach blonde hair with, like, little bangs. So, anyway, that's the pilot of Felicity. <laughs> well, she decides to stay. Yeah, she's going to yeah. fight. She's going to tough it out. She hugs The counselor's just like, yeah, they, they make up. Uh, the counselor's just like, yeah, I mean, you're a pretty good artist. You could just sw- study art instead. And she's like, wow, I will continue to only do what other people tell me to do. Mm-hmm. Because my parents didn't. <laughs> like, that's the... Still not independently minded. Just not my parents minded. It's a step. A Th- that's, a, that's a real personality type. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's So that's the pilot, right? That's it. That is. And I... Uh, we I, did it. We did We did that. We're, we're halfway through, and... Oh, I, you know, uh, I uh, really enjoyed this uh, because it is so big and dramatic for the smallest things. Yeah. And that's great. Yeah. 
this was this was quite enjoyable. Um, this is somewhere between. I'm happy I saw the amount that I did, and I would watch more of this. Like, depends on where I'm at and how much I need my uh, my brain mashed potatoes at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was some this was some real mashed potatoes. Yeah, I was gonna say the mashed same thing. And this show did hit the through line for me. Of I would not watch this. I'm glad that I saw the amount that I did. I I'm in yeah, Travis's boat you said, that there for was maybe no the first time. That's true. That's correct. <laughs> how does that feel? This is this is so anyway. The, the real sicko's energy on this podcast of Matt and I. Yes, babe. Yes, more of this, please. <laughs> Travis, Matt. No, okay. no, no. I so, mean, Travis and Stephen. No, 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 no. <laughs> Get this. Away so from, from the so from the pilot, uh, we could all see where you know this was going. Uh, Felicity cast a spell <laughs> to send herself into the past <laughs> to change. <laughs> The d- yeah. decisions that she I made, mean, maybe go back and see what it would have been like. We, with even, Noel. Come on. we gotta build up to that a little bit. <laughs> so we can so that, they did, that was that was the, the way up. that I watched this. They didn't build up. This was the <laughs> She's staying in New York to defy her parents. Five seconds later. I told him I was from the future. <laughs> I I, yeah, I was I was gonna say you know it's like yeah we see you know we watch the end and we're like wow it's gonna be this romantic triangle probably you know you know really explore that we're probably gonna get some more of her college life her, she's she'd mentioned that she had this weird roommate of course we're eventually gonna meet that roommate and learn that she is a witch <laughs> not just in like a Wiccan sense but does have the ability to send a consciousness back in time to freshman year where she can uh, relive past uh, where she can relive past decisions and make a, a different life for herself because Ben cheated on her and thus she's like well what would be life be like if I was with Noel. And then, of course, because when you try to go back in time and change history, something bad happens. Noel died in a house fire. And your season finale was a clip show. How long did it take yes. for you guys for it to dawn on you that you were watching a clip show? One of my early notes was, is this a stealth clip show? My sec- <laughs> it's not my a stealth clip show. It's a, it's a fucking clip show. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, I, noticed, I noticed when... So they they were showing the first scene basically where they're on the field and he's signing the yearbook, and it was when that it was when the flashback to that scene was more than ten seconds yeah. and it was like a lot of that scene, scene that I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, is this? Yeah. Oh, is Dude, this a clip show? The, so how naive was moment. I that one of my first notes was pilot callback. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was my first thought. <laughs> oh, like, no. oh yeah, wow. Uh, I, I wrote Check I wrote that. that. I wrote that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ian, Ian, did you uh, do you have why the show took this turn? Because I do. Uh, I do have that, but before uh, so Matt, you're probably gonna have to add, add this part in post. But this is how it felt. It's solely realizing uh, as I I'm see. watching this finale where suddenly it becomes a clip show out of nowhere. I'm like, we're in the anime zone, folks. <laughs> so We'll just put in this clip This is the official music we use when we enter this the anime zone. Mean, no, this, this doesn't mean anything the... to... We will no, watch the show. We will watch yeah, the show. Yeah, we, but we've entered the anime zone, and I'm, I'm having... I'm gonna, you know, put... I, I want this little bit of music at least put in there for that. Man, the new theme song so, of fucking Felicity is some of the worst music I've ever heard in my entire life. Oh, man. It's bad. <laughs> So the uh, Travis, uh, correct me if I'm if I'm wrong here, but my understanding of how this happened was 
they basically got five more episodes than they expected they were going to get in the order and were given free reign to do whatever they want. And they were like, yes. and they were like fuck shit. you, we're making the everybody's rockin' of TV. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah. WB was like, all right. Like, it's very, yeah, they had they made a 17-episode season. It ends with their graduation. And they're like, cool, that's it. And they're like, sorry, we got a 22-episode order? Uh, <laughs> what could we do? We could explore their lives post-grad. Or, or time travel. Or we could do it a weird. It's a wonderful life thing, sort of. Uh, maybe not that. Maybe that's not the right reference to pull. But just the, like, yeah. What if we uh, show how decisions affect uh, lives and it uh, end up with the moral that like the past is uh, indelible or whatever. So that's what I they love did. This. And then they were yeah. also like, we really don't have five scripts left to film, so we're good. we'll just do a fucking clip show whatever and that is why we're in the anime <laughs> zone because that's basically what also happened with neon genesis evangelion where they're like fuck we don't have the money to do all this animation let's just reuse a bunch of the old animation and tell a story about entering the interiority of oneself intercut with like scenes of live tokyo and like movie theaters and yeah yeah like- so they were just like fuck i don't know i guess we'll take influence from that huh. that's how i choose yeah. to believe it matt reeves seems like a big old nerd like that. But yeah, uh, this absolutely whips. What a ridiculous way. I cannot imagine. It's 2002. The nation is still in shock from the events of 9-11. Oh, You're God. trying. <laughs> yeah. Noel, has di- Noel, Noel died in 9-11. Uh, and he went, to, he went to visit his dad. And then it turned out that he was on the, on the top floor. He zooms the, out the to a chalkboard. <laughs> Where the teacher's yeah. writing the dates. <laughs> she goes She goes to Kurt Fuller and is like, I need to do the time travel spell again so I can prevent 9-11 from happening. And he's like, well, there are rules about it. And also, no matter what you do, like, U.S. foreign policy will inevitably lead to this happening. So it's not really <laughs> worth worth exploring. Uh, but I can maybe help you with, like, some of this personal stuff. And she's like, okay, I have some clips. Uh <laughs> And we get several clips that we just saw from the first episode, and I was like, okay, they're going to do that a lot. And then when I was like, this is definitely a clip show, is when there was just a smash clip to a, clearly a Halloween episode where she's yeah. dressed as a bride of Frankenstein that in was, bonnets. <laughs> it was, it was a, like, well, I'm going to tell you about that life, you know, about Noel so he can try and save. It was like, okay, what's he like? And then it's just like, yeah, it's the bride of Frankenstein crying to a dude who works at Subway. <laughs> He's just dressed as a guy who works at Subway. It's just like this Maybe is he funny. He does work at Subway. He came from work. Too. Yeah, it could be yeah, right. It could yeah. be that's what he did. Yeah, it could have been that. Uh, the, that's actually the, almost the, more believable than his Halloween costume is Subway employee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just presenting the, the images <laughs> with no context and thus must draw my conclusions. Speaking of no context, hot takes. Hot takes on the haircut. Once we oh, saw it, it is bad. It's as bad as everybody said it was, oh, man. It, yeah, it, no, it really, it really is remarkable. That, I was like, how bad can it? Oh, wow. <laughs> it was as bad as the s'mores fries I had last oh. night at Great American. Oh, yeah. my God. Ew. Like, even Ew. Like, like her iconic hair, I'm like not that, in, like, I'm just not that into that kind of frizzy hair. And I think of Carrie Russell's hair now that I think looks great. But, like, she pulls it off and then you have that and it's. She looks great. She's got it looks like, real college like, sophomore oh, energy, to be fair. It's got 
It's got real like did a did she accidentally like blow a bubble of bubble gum and it blew up <laughs> and it got in her hair and they had to do this and it was like no this no she got broken up with at NYU yeah at UNY and what? then had to go work work at her job with her crush slash boyfriend or whatever Dude. Uh, where they work with. <sighs> The fucking... A gay Hispanic man who, at a glance, I thought was David Cross from this era. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, that's absolutely not. Okay, never mind. Kind of looks like David Cross. Remember, yeah. remember that being so, a stereotype so, that like everybody who worked in a restaurant was gay? Like, no. If you watch shows from the 90s, that's like a whole thing. It's like, oh, yeah, he's, uh, okay. he's like a server at a restaurant. So like he's gay. I mean, it makes sense in that like a lot of the gay community lives in urban areas and works in jobs where you need to also have a second job to survive and those people it's, work in service. Yeah, it's it's not like entirely like untrue, but it being yeah. like kind of like a shorthand joke like, is really weird. Yeah. He had this like, so first of all, it was like this horrible thing where part of the joke was that he was gay. Like it was this, this horrible character archetype that happened in the 90s. Second of all, uh, he had this horrible like pseudo Spanish, pseudo French accent. Like, I don't know what He's the fuck that accent was. Yeah, it, fe- it, but it, but like Hispanic people don't talk like that. And the actors, and, like, I don't know. And, like, <laughs> like, we're making no. sure this isn't how Ian Gomez actually always sounds. Yeah. yeah. No, there's no way. There's just no way. And, and, and like, he sounded like a fucking Travis McElroy character. Like, it really <laughs> felt like he was the worst character on whatever season of Adventure Zone. <laughs> his next, his other most famous role is like in My Big Fat Greek Wedding. He might be putting on the same thing. I don't know. Yeah, Ian Gomez does not sound anything like this character. Okay. We're good. No, We're good. It's we can horrible. keep saying all of this. I just wanted to make sure. I just wanted to cover nobody, our bases here. Nobody talks like that. Uh, I, I'm glad, though. I mean, Travis, you only briefly touched on it. The most shocking part of this finale, actually, to me, is suddenly Kurt Fuller is there. <laughs> He's in everything, <laughs> given enough time. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. If you run long enough, he appears. But it was just that moment of just the. Yeah, I'm going to go talk to the wizard who who wrote this. This spell book, and I was like, okay, I wonder who this is. Wait, it's Kurt Fuller? Yeah, and she brings, she collects items for everyone in her life that she'll then talk about uh, to help do the spell, which is also how you meet a bunch of characters that we didn't see in the first episode, like Elena, uh, who has the magic power of um, very loud Foley work that comes in every time she hits somebody, which is often. Uh, <laughs> Good power. She lands devastating blows on people based on the sound. That's all we know. And her character dies in a car crash somewhere, and mm. the time travel also uh, helps that, where it's like, I, I only read this like at a glance that it was like, uh, Felicity convinces her to go to Duke instead of Columbia because she sees something terrible is about to happen. Wow. Which is an interesting huh. like butterfly effect approach. You could just be like, take a different route to work tomorrow or something, not yeah. go to another state. I don't know. Nope. Weird. Uh, and we also meet uh, Sean Sean Bloomberg, played by uh, J.J. Irish, best friend. Irish Jewish legend uh, Sean Bloomberg, who is always coming up with wacky inventions, such as a condom that plays "Here Comes the Bride" when you take it out of the wrapper. Is that what that was? Yes, that is what that was. That happened. Uh, he tries to come up with a new condiment that I don't know. He has a bad name. I don't know. He okay. seems like just a comic relief guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shouts out, like a shouts out to Greg Grunberg. Character. Yes. Someone on the show was on the Drew Carey show, too. I can't remember which one, but I was looking into them. Uh, it might have been Ian Gomez. And he is getting married or got married to Megan, the roommate who we only saw a glimpse of in the first episode. 
Who's a witch? Uh, good for them. Yeah, Who's Travis, you were idiot? correct, by the way. Uh, Ian Gomez was on 38 episodes of the Drew Carey Show. Mm. Ah. Yeah, yeah. The Cleveland Rocks. Uh, I sang that when the Reds won. Uh, they, were, <laughs> they were playing the song that they play instead, uh, which is like, you know, it's something about like Cincinnati, Ohio. It's one of those yeah, songs. I was like, what do they that, play? Like, what is. They have, well, listen, they have a song because, Travis, I don't know if you know this, but during the New Deal, one of the ways that they put America back to work was they made it so that every city in the country would have a song that could be played <laughs> when the sports team won. Uh, and, and they have one where it's just something, yeah, it's just like Cincinnati, Ohio. But I didn't know yeah, any of the words to sucks. it, so instead I was just singing Cleveland Rocks. That's all right. <laughs> just me alone. Just going, like, Cleveland Rocks, Cleveland. They're looking around, and everyone's like, this is this is a, a tired bit. But Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They could have, Cincinnati is a very weird musical legacy where it's like, I think the two most famous artists from there off the top of my head are the National and Bootsy Collins. So. If they played Blood know. Buzz Ohio when the Reds won, then oh, that, would that would be, be amazing. Sick. Bees just all over the scoreboard. They release bees when they win. <laughs> so we learned that Ben did something unforgivable to Felicity at some point. Anybody he know what that was? On her? Is that what I he assume it's that? Her, I think normally when that. Yeah, it's that he cheated on her, uh, and that's and she. It, everything spiraled from there. That's what led to She's the time like, travel thing in the first place. <laughs> Uh, as the, as the, it the does, we're now we've all we're now there. casually saying this, yeah, just and that's why she time travels. Um, you get a really uh, crazy scene where like a DJ is playing a some really good sample material because he has like a tape of hers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Matt, he's doing yeah, is, no, field recordings. Yeah, this, I like that. It this is great. what you thought of it. For me, I was like, oh, and now it's just time for the <laughs> DJ to play the Facebook story song from. Uh, uh, blonde by oh, Frank yeah, Ocean because yeah. that's what I was thinking. This just like I was, she she was like add me on Facebook and I was like no I will not add you on Facebook. I'm not cheating on you. I will not. I just don't want to add you on Facebook. <laughs> that guy absolutely cheating on that girl. So there was a rapper that found the tape and put her confession on his mixtape and then the the DJ just tried tried to play that whole album all the way through and she was like oh no but she didn't yeah. know about this album. Uh. And yeah, through it, we learn about like her first sexual experience where, so she lost her virginity to Ben, but the first person that she actually had mutual, a consensual sexual encounter with was Noel, but then uh, his plant caught on fire uh, and they did not get some people busted in having sex. Well, people busted in first. Yeah. 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 She he was trying he was that. trying to bust in and was prevented from it by people busting in. There was a big spray of white, uh, but it was just Jesus. not what he wanted. And <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so did we talk about the motif where in each of these there's like an object and then the guy who's casting the spell is like, like the whole thing is she's telling him these stories and putting these yeah. objects on a tree so that he can go back? Yeah. Um, like the boggle. Well, we talked about the object well, we thing. Well, I said that she brought objects in, but we didn't talk. And while, and one. yes, and he's he's hanging these all on a tree. On a tree, to yeah. To like light on fire, I guess. Sure. Uh, yeah. They we show the clip for playing boggle with Noel, which led to their first kiss because he played Hickey. Um, which again reminded me of the Sopranos college scenes where like Meadows dating Jackie April Jr. and he they're playing Scrabble and all his words are like poop and ass and stuff. <laughs> the dumbest except character. That's, except in that's a show not supposed to be romantic. It's supposed to signal that this guy's a huge dipshit. And 
this is just like, ooh, he played Hickey. Ooh, what a cute lead-in. This is actually just all a reference to um, Levin's proposal to Kitty in Anna Karenina, of course. Right. Yeah. Sure. It's very, it's very high-minded, and I don't, spoilers, I don't like all the way you guys are talking about this. <laughs> What's weird is I normally say that uh, spoilers for Anna Karenina when talking about her dying with the train. Wait, what? Spoilers for Anna Karenina. Dude. I just hadn't quite gotten to it yet. Yeah, what the hell, Ian? I was most of the way I through. Could, I could maybe see Stephen watching Anna Karenina. I could never imagine Travis in any way, shape, or form approaching any version of Anna Karenina. So we watch um, one of the clips is uh, Felicity and the guy she stalked kissing over the years, uh, which is yeah. which is good to see. Good to see. Good to see this. Good to see things work out for the stalker. You don't see that enough. <laughs> <laughs> not on. Not when it's the woman. No, honestly. What do you mean? You mean you mean, we, own, you mean it like, does work a lot when it's the woman? No, I just mean the rom com archetype is like the persistent man finally gets the girl, and in this case, it's the other way around. Yeah, I suppose True. so. Speak by. Partner in viewing uh, also pointed out how much like some super special similarities between this and say anything. Uh, right down to the that fact sense. that uh, uh, in your eyes plays. Yeah, doesn't yeah. your eyes play? Yeah, in the pilot. Yeah, yeah I played in the it played I in the pilot. It was the last that. song. But more yeah. in that, like she kind of is like the Ion Sky character in that she is like very pretty and smart, but doesn't have social skills and makes a rash decision based on. Like a boy that she basically just met. It's a time-honored tradition conflict. in fiction. Yeah, but no, I totally missed the uh, the Pete Gabe playing. Uh, <laughs> what else happens in these clips? We see. Why a guy is that such an energy changer? Calling him Pete Gabe. I love Pete calling him Pete Gabe. Gabe. <laughs> One of these clips has uh, Sean doing the Arrested Development chicken uh, impression. <laughs> yep. Uh, I. Cha chi cha chi <laughs> what else can I, we check off of our big bingo board from these clips what's happened in the clips yeah so Turk proposed to Elena but then they didn't go through their wedding there is a wedding there is Turk, a wedding Turk, uh, Turk with spoiler, the smooth Noel is alive uh, with yeah the it's smooth, like we just go straight I don't to the be end your, oh, but you know Turk oh, yeah. with the smooth I don't want to be your boyfriend anymore she's like what I and then he gets down on one knee he's like I want to be your husband that was pretty good. Like, wow. I want to be that's your good. wife guy. <laughs> yeah. So that's Travis's so, proposal. That's what we'd say now. Yeah. So after, so after we watch the camera spin around her face a few times, she wakes up having had a 104 fever, and it was all a dream. Or was it? Has there ever been a lazier episode of television made? <laughs> yes, there no, has, the, but it, but it, absolutely, it, there has, but it's never been the finale. This is a masterpiece. <laughs> this is a masterpiece in confounding just the existence of this of the clip show time travel finale. <laughs> I gotta look at what the IMDb rating on this episode is in comparison. And it's a hundred. Everyone, it's amazing. It's, and I know the IMDb. This is ten out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> the the sheer existence of this recontextualizes what is possible <laughs> in the television format. 
<laughs> yeah, this is like Twin Peaks: The Return to me. It has a totally <laughs> fine rating. Like, yeah, it's, 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 it's a seven point seven. This feels it's like a thing that should be good. really polarizing, and everyone's like, "Ah, I thought it was pretty good." I think. So yeah, so Noah comes in. She's like, "You're marrying what's his name, right?" And then she forgives. Oh, she. Oh, I forgot to talk about her her bedtime. Did we talk about her bedtime talk with Ben, where he's like, "Me in the future, you'll have to forgive him when you go back." Oh yeah. Yeah, you yeah, have to yeah, find a way. Like, a very normal Dude, thing. Fuck you. A really normal thing to say. If I cheat because on you in the future, you have to forgive me. But well, it's not. I, it, it's not. If it's the the me that you're returning to in the future that did this thing to you is not the me you're talking to now. But you have to forgive that person because we are the same person. This is like secretly has the potential to be like a ridiculously heady, Fucking interesting Kingdom conversation. Hearts ass shit, like okay, also that yes. <laughs> this is basically the end of Arrival to me. <laughs> Yeah, it's actually a lot more like that. But yes, it is also Kingdom Hearts. Is the is the you in my memory the same as the you that I see before me mm. now? Mm. If you walk away. <laughs> if, I, I was so delighted by what this show was. I had, yeah. like, the knowledge was like, yeah, it goes like some weird places in the end. There's some magic shit. I was not aware of, like, she travels through time. To correct past mistakes and then learns that you can't correct those mistakes. That seems like a perfect fit for the guy who made Lost. Yeah, it makes so much sense. And also just, again, that has other shows inspired by a plot line he decided not to use of, yeah, what if she just wakes up and it turns out she's been a spy all along? That would have also been good, but this is better. Carrie Russell in profile when she was young looks like a human baby it is so <laughs> weird she's a very attractive person but at <laughs> some point is, in one of these clips <laughs> what is happening to this podcast the things that you've said about carrie russell on this episode <laughs> baffling <laughs> she's the so, kid's day gun girl she looks weird looks younger. like a baby she looks better now. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't look like a baby anymore <laughs> So I don't the know, lesson all, she has such a distinctive face, like it's interesting like to watch her hair evolution for like her mm-hmm. whole career. I like she's the always hair. I don't know. I feel like she's always looked thirty-eight is the thing. Yes. So not a baby, decidedly. Well <laughs> I was also a baby. If you view her from the side. Everything I want to say, it's just like I feel like I don't I like I don't want to give too much about the Americans away because we'll just listen. Do that. Travis, but, just say it. No, Steven it's just like it's interesting no, comparison. We don't need like, to say it. it. And just like since you guys haven't watched the show, but like comparing the two, those two major roles, it's like wild because in this show, she's just like wide-eyed and innocent and like a little ditzy at times. And like, but in whatever. In the American, in the American she's, she's a, a, a stone-cold bitch who yeah, is like, say. yeah, the committed to the communist cause, like will kill you uh, if oh, yeah. necessary with no hesitation uh cool etc and sounds great yeah it is yeah that sounds awesome That's why we're gonna yeah, watch it i'll like it but instead so, it's not time for the americans no wait, can no. i can i just oh yeah, close? yeah can sure. i just close out the closing thought the moral of the story is don't be sad that you didn't get with someone because they could be dead so get over it <laughs> that's what I, that was then, how i rationalized everyone ever ghosted me on tinder well <laughs> i just <laughs> 
I'd be dead otherwise. Um, <laughs> or she would. One of us would be dead, certainly. Yeah, or maybe, maybe this saved my life so that I didn't uh, wind up going to the state and get this show on the way. This show was really fun for me because, yeah, the, the pilot was just pure big teen drama. And the finale had a character at one point say, oh, use some of my hair. She always uses some of my hair when she casts her spells. And I, with my <laughs> brain completely smooth at this point, was like, well, of course. <laughs> well, Felicity has some magic properties within her. She probably has an ancestor who was a Wiccan. She's a, she's a, she's a, 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 an Elena doppelganger. Uh, <laughs> You can't be the one to do that. I can be the one to do anything. Anything is possible. Speaking of anything being possible, what possible tortures will you be subjecting us to next week, Matt, when it's your pick? Next week, we're watching the highly influential classic, Drop Dead Diva. Oh, my God. What is that? that? I've never heard of that. (laughs) I don't know what that is. I don't know what this is. This makes a lot of sense with the finale of Felicity. Sounds like Ian knows the most. <laughs> sounds like Travis and Steven should be tag teaming. <laughs> I've never heard of the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I then let's have Travis do it because we always get these Stephen. Uh, it's uh, yeah. Ooh. yeah. So let's get the Travis version of that instead. Travis, I'm gonna put thirty seconds on the clock. <laughs> Start. Oh, uh, you got three. Two, one, go. Uh, Drop Dead Diva is definitely uh, one of Brian Fuller's lesser known shows, but oddly the one that lasted the longest. Uh, <laughs> it is about a uh, fashion model slash singer slash actress triple threat who, uh, you know, her agent is the Grim Reaper. Um, <laughs> it aired on, I want to say Cinemax. And that's time. <laughs> that's that's uh, a really good guess. That we will unfortunately, Travis, uh, your guess was slightly off. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk about the Lifetime show about a lawyer about a model trapped in a plus sized uh, lawyer's body. I think is what that yes. show is. The show ran for six seasons. <laughs> but what also the good news though, Travis, is everything you just said was just optioned by Paramount Plus. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, as always, to our producer, Matt Isiani, especially for the job on this episode. <laughs> folks, folks, get him a Webby, get him an Oscar, get him a Nobel Peace Prize. Webby! We will be back next week. In the meantime, be sure to rate, review, tell a friend, be like, yo, did you know that Felicity travels through time in the final five episodes? And they'll be like, what's Felicity? And then you'll be like, check this out. Uh, and Steven, you want to bring us home this week? I had a crunch on him, but he fell too in love with me. Then he became obsessive compulsive. (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) That was was the worst Dracula impression I've ever heard.